special guest again, Marie. She will be doing part two as we promised before. I have a disclaimer and it is regarding those who are listening and have not heard some stories before. This is quite normal because not talked about and that's what we want to change. It is the lack of dialogue that has us silent. And silence is the enabler of abuse, as far as I can tell. Because I think with proper instruction, we can prevent. Also think about this. If it's hard for you to hear, think about the children who are living it. This is what got me to start to open my eyes to the fact that these cases are exponentially greater than we think. I went through life and found that when I was ready to tell of my stories, others told me their stories and I hardly ever got an opportunity, if ever, to get my story out. These situations are not the anomaly. It is not abnormal, it's really the norm. And the statistics I've given in the past justify that if you've been listening to my podcast. There's another thing that I want to say is we will be discussing some medical situations. Always consult with your doctor. Your family knows what is best for you. The things we are bringing out are suggestions based on our experiences and how we felt. These are merely suggestions from us based on our experiences when we were children. And some of the things that happened to us, we'd like to discuss. We want to start dialogues. So remember, consult with your doctors on things we are saying. We are not medical experts. We are simply giving strong suggestions based on our experiences when we were children and based on the things that happened to us. I would like to reintroduce everyone who doesn't remember Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi, JJ. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How have you been? I've been good. Thank you. Great. Marie and I talked a lot last time about her family. She has a son and she talked candidly with her son about many things. uh, And some of them were regarding appropriate and inappropriate behavior when it comes to teens. Good thing is that she said she always had this open dialogue with him. And the reason why we're starting here is because when I was in the sixth grade, I was checked by my mom. I was checked by my mom to see, I think, based on the information I've got. Now, when I was writing the book, I was unclear as to why this was happening. My mom was checking me, I think, to see if I was sexually active. The reason why I say that now is because someone in my family, and I put this in the book, told me that my father had abused them. This is real life conversations, but we've never talked about them. 
These are real life events. My father actually molested based on people that I know that told me this, molested someone at seven, actually assaulted and raped them at seven and assaulted and raped a teenager at around 16. So these are the things that even though they may seem unpleasant to hear, they are so important to discuss. Why? Because what if we had gotten conversations about appropriate and inappropriate behaviors like those Marie gave to her son? And how is your son? He's in college now, right? Yes, he is. And how is he doing? Oh, he's doing great. Wonderful. And the thing is, for everybody who missed it last time, those of you who have not had the opportunity to meet Marie, please look over part one. We will not be going back into that, but this is follow-up from that. Like I said, I was checked by my mom and we'll get into it a little bit deeper about my situation. And I want to ask Marie, did something similar happen to you? Did your mom ever check you? And did she ever tell you she was checking you? My mom never did say she was checking me. So I was confused. Um, yeah, actually, uh, my mom checked me and she told me she was checking me and what she was doing and why. And um, uh, I, I hated it. I felt like it was very invasive. Um, now that I'm an adult, I feel like it was sexual assault. Nobody else touched me in my private parts. Um, and I guess as a parent, maybe your, your parent feels like they're protecting you by checking you. So it's not sexual assault, but um, I feel like there was a lot of shame around it. And um, yeah. Thank you for that, Marie. These conversations are not easy conversations. You know why? Because it's hidden conversations. Our knowledge about abuse, toddler to teen, I say, discuss these things with your children. So the show is not about... Blasting your secrets to the world. It's about gathering information from this show so that you can be more knowledgeable on how to address these types of situations with your children. Interesting to me, Marie said she felt violated. She felt yes. assaulted. Yes. Yes, and that's the thing. According to the DOJ, they updated their definition to include any touch that is non-consensual is considered to be assault. You can all look that up. It's The DOJ has it out out. And uh, it is in my book. By the way, my book is now available on Amazon. It's finally out. I developed the podcast around my book, We Are Not Our Secrets, just like this podcast. Now, when I finished the book, found that there was a need to start the dialogues. It's not like I am degreed in these fields, and it's not like I'm a doctor in these fields but I have lived experiences. I was a child. I was a child who became subjected to these situations, just like Marie. And I know for a fact, I've been talking to people about this. There are millions, many 
of little girls being checked yes. by their parents. Go ahead, Marie. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and it, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm not young, so one could think, oh, that was a different day and time that it doesn't happen anymore, but it actually does. Um, you know, there was rapper T.I. who was in the news about that, but also I just did a quick Google search, and in Quora, there was all kinds of questions from young girls asking if they cannot consent to virginity tests that they're, in most cases, it looked appeared to be their mothers, wanted their doctors to perform virginity tests on them. And they're asking, you know, in this public forum on Quora, if they have to, you know, if they can tell the doctor, I don't consent to this because, you know, I don't know, maybe they're not virgins and they don't want their parents to know because you never know people's households. Or they just feel like it's a violation of their privacy, regardless. You know, it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was kind of shocking to me that it still happens today. I feel like it was something done a long time ago um, when maybe people didn't know better or, you know, our parents just kind of did what their parents did and they didn't really question things and they didn't have access to information like we have now with the internet. <laughs> and right. so they just kind of did what was done to them. And they just raised us the way they were raised. And so you could see how those patterns would repeat. But now we have access to so much information and we know a lot of ways our our parents and grandparents and stuff were raising their kids were not necessarily the best ways to be raising kids. It's not that bad, you know, they, they did the best they could with the information they had at the time, right? But I don't think any parent ever does it to say, oh, I'm going to sexually abuse my child. I think they do it out of a sense of caring, um, but not considering the feeling of the child, and in particular, the girl. Absolutely. And this conversation, we are isolating to girls because I have not heard of any male and you guys can comment or uh, you can email me at wanos23 at yahoo.com. That's, we are not our secrets. If you have any comments, I will try to address those concerns, but I have never heard of any or don't even know how a male would be tested to see if he is a virgin. particularly isolated to young girls. Now, the one thing, since I was in the sixth grade, when this occurred to me, I could speak very well. I could have told my mom if she had asked me, was anyone molesting me or was I having sex, right? I wasn't. I wasn't. I had no idea about any of this. So I was very confused when the, when it was, uh, when I was checked. I came to the decision that this was because of checking. However, since she didn't tell me like your mom, I just thought it was a weird experience. And um, it got me off track there a little bit. But the thing is, we, my suggestion, like I said, I can only suggest to parents. I can strongly suggest to parents. And I can strongly say what the DOJ's updated definition of rape is. It's anything that is none consensual touching your private areas. It's non-consensual, meaning I, if you're not asked the question, 
then that's non-consensual. You don't even know what's going on. And it's not like you said. There is nothing in my mind after me dwelling over this. This is after I wrote my book. Because there's moments in the book I'm just giving my experience and how I felt because I want people to see how I felt as a child. As an adult, I'm saying this. I truly appreciate all of the information you're helping me share. We've been friends for a long time, so this subject is easier for us because we're friends of I want to say 30 years at least, right? Um, Yeah, at least. In any event, so these conversations are a lot easier being had with trusted friends at first, right? What happened was I went back into my memory bank when I wrote my book and I thought of all the stories that had been told to me over the years. And my um, good friend Marie had told me a lot about her life, but she reminded me she didn't know much about mine because I always said, oh, it's just too awful to talk about. And some things are. Ironically, I never even thought that I experienced trauma until I wrote the book. Because like I said, so many people told me their stories that I felt so empathetic toward them I didn't even know that I had experienced trauma. And if you pick up the book, We Are Not Our Secrets, you can judge for yourself if I have experienced trauma. (laughs) And it's kind of (laughs) ironic. In any event, listeners, I so appreciate you, by the way, for tuning into my podcast, for knowing that there is a need that we start the dialogue. And this is all that I'm saying. I'm not trying to be a judge and jury. I'm not trying to get on parents because like Marie said, parents do the best that they can. And if you understand this, you will understand my podcast. If this is your first time listening, you can listen to methodologies, ideologies, and theologies and go back to preventing generational cultural abuses. We're going to make today's show very short because the subject matter that we talked about today, I want you to just sit with that because this is subject matter that is difficult to discuss for a lot of people. And I understand that. Last week with Nicole's journey, it was difficult for people to hear. The week before that, it was difficult to hear visa runs. And today I left another bum. Listen to these words. We're going to take this up. We're going to have a part three with Marie and I so that this won't alarm you. You'll know what our subject matter will be. We'll pick back up on this because sadly, you haven't heard anything yet. (laughs) 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 And that's the sad part. I'm making light of this so that we can get through this. I'm making light of it so that we can start the dialogue. I'm making light of it so that we can talk about abuse like we're having a cup of coffee. We can talk about abuse for the benefit of our children. If we don't tell the children they're going to go to school 
and they're going to pick up all of this information, which is erroneous, or they have been around children who have been abused and they will give them these habits. So let's start the dialogue. Also, the children who have been abused, if you're in families that you suspect this to be occurring, remember what we're saying and we're going to take it up. We're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to do a part three. I may do it back to back. Marie, are you up for doing another one sometime soon so we can put a part uh, three out right behind this one? Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do it like that because I don't want to leave you hanging, but I want you to just sit on this because this is difficult information to hear because you know why I know it's difficult? People have told me it's difficult. I have been consulting with family and friends about my book for quite a while. And I know that the, the, the ears become closed off because mine did. I remember lying in bed for two weeks after someone told me some of their stories. And in fact, 30 years ago, when I was told some of these stories that I outlined in my book, I couldn't hear it. I actually told them, I cannot listen to your stories anymore. You are going to psychiatrists. You have been talking about this among yourselves, whereas this is my first time hearing, and it puts me in the bed for two weeks. I wasn't thinking about children are experiencing what I cannot hear. Thank you guys for listening. I'm JJ. This is We Are Not Our Secrets. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.